Today's guests on episode 13 of the Tone Country Cast with Tim Holland are two members of the new country rock supergirl band Southbound. The first of those members, Rachel Farhim, won the 2017 Star Maker Contest and has gone on to become one of the highest streamed artists in Australian country music. While Missy Lancaster has also achieved great things as a solo artist with two number one videos on the Country Music Channel and a number one Aria Australian Country Artist debut album to her credit. Tone Country cast, Rachel Farhim and Missy Lancaster. Thank you. How you going, guys? How are you, Tim? Very well. Now, um, in the spirit of your new single, Drink, I insisted that we all pour one uh, before we start this. So uh, what are you guys drinking? You're Um... I'm actually cheating the system and drinking a kombucha. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm I know. Don't drinking. hate me. I'm drinking I just, a I've actually had a really, I, I've had a really big day and it's just like, I don't think I can do a glass of alcohol tonight because tomorrow is a big day. Fair enough. So, it's very responsible. You can enjoy a drink, but also res- be responsible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Missy, you've got the red going on there. I can see. I've got a, a nice glass of Cab Stout tenfold. Very nice. My favourite got... red. What have you got? I've gone with the uh, Scotch and Dry with the Medicine Square gla- Garden Glass. Oh, nice. Very, very precious. Did you get that from Madison Square? Funnily enough, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> really? Billy Joel concert. <laughs> Billy Joel concert uh, last year, and it's a very, very prized uh, thing of mine. Now... How have you girls been going uh, with COVID? I read something this morning. I can't remember where I read it, but um, it stated that uh, 18 to 35-year-olds are drinking more now as a result of getting onto Zoom and uh, catching up with friends. (laughs) Yes. Well, cheers to that. I think, yeah, um, definitely, you know, just being at home. Um, and just kind of not knowing when our next gig is going to be and just kind of not having any direction has been really hard. And I think, you know, the music industry as a whole has taken a huge hit. Um, so I think, yeah, across the board, probably everyone's drinking a little bit more. But in saying that, you know, I've been getting up to like um, some writing and I've been baking and, you know, cooking things that I wouldn't normally do. So I suppose there's... So Good you've died in that. Everyone's supposed to have taken up a new hobby. Has that been cooking and baking for you, Missy? Or has yeah, you've always well, done that? For those that know me quite well, I'm not a very good cook. I'm not very good in the kitchen, but I've been practicing and getting better. And, you are um, now. Yeah, just sorry. As a result of COVID, you've become a much better cook, perhaps. Exactly, exactly, with a little help of red wine too. <laughs> 
What about you, Rachel? How have you been dealing with uh, the COVID crisis and isolation? Yeah, look, I actually am kind of enjoying it. Like I am a very much like I'm very much a homebody, so I love staying home and I don't know, being with my family and just kind of doing nothing, slobbing around in my pajamas all day. <laughs> um, so it's it's been really good for me, I think. Just ha- kind of reset, I think. Mm. Really nice. Uh, yeah. So you're not you're not over it yet. You you're still happy not to, uh, you know, actually see. Not over it yet. You're still happy to see not see. Well, actually, people can kind of catch up now, can't they? I mean, and if you go on, if you go on Instagram, I mean, everyone's breaking social distancing rules. It's getting quite funny now. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's taking it too seriously at the moment, which is kind of bad, but. I think uh, I think we're kind of in the clear now. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. yes. Um, have you been binging on any TV shows? Did you get into the Tiger King, the Michael I Jordan did, documentary? I, yeah, I actually started watching it with a bunch of friends, and we uh, were on Netflix party. Anyway, we watched like three episodes together, and then the other two went ahead and watched the rest of them without me. So I was like, fine, <laughs> be like that. And I, went, I watched them all on, on my own at the end of the series. But it was really interesting, really funny, <laughs> interesting people. Quite bizarre, very bizarre. Mm. It's, it's amazing what is out there in the world that we just don't know about. Tiger King was I one know. of those people. Well, I heard somewhere that on uh, with the Tiger King series how um, Carol Baskin – her husband's murder is now being looked into. I can't remember where I heard that. But because Ooh. of the series, um, I think it was on Facebook, there was like an article. I don't know if it's true or not, but, yeah, really, really interesting. No, everything on Facebook is true. Everything. Everything yeah. you read on Facebook is true. <laughs> I thought and everything I thought on social true. media isn't true. <laughs> it's all no, a lie. It is. It is. <laughs> It's hard to know. It's all a mystery, really. Uh, Missy, have you been doing any uh, Zoom songwriting? I actually haven't. I haven't done any Zoom songwriting yet. I just, I find it really hard. Um, you know, normally when you go into a room with writers, I kind of, I like to bounce off that energy. And it's really hard, you know, when you're looking off your iPhone or an iPad um, to sort of have that energy. And, you know, a lot of the time, I've been in contact with a lot of my Nashville friends and just trying to organize a session with the time difference and the dates has been really confusing. Um, So I haven't been doing too much Zoom writing, but I've been, you know, writing at the studio and just trying to, you know, jot down any creative ideas that I have. And I suppose, you know, this whole COVID season, I guess you could call it, has been a good time for me to sort of reflect and, and just sort of think about how I can write about maybe like certain situations that I've experienced, how I can write about it from a different perspective. You know, I might've written about it from my own perspective in the past, but how can I write about it uh, from the eyes of someone else, I guess. Mm. What about you, Rachel? Have you given Zoom songwriting a go? I have, yeah. It's, I agree with Missy. Like it is really hard to bounce off another artist when you are just looking at them through a screen. But mm. um. I've actually, I've actually really enjoyed the writes that I've done. I've done a few with some artists that I haven't actually met before. So 
um, you know, I'm making new friends at the same time as writing some really fun little isolation songs. Um, but I definitely can't wait to get back into an actual studio with actual people yes. <laughs> and songwrite in a room where the vibe is just electric. Yes. Nothing beats actual yeah. communication and actually hanging out with actual people. Mm. Yes. Um, now, Rachel, let's talk about... Actually. <laughs> let's, let's talk about your career so far. Uh, I guess your big yeah. break was, uh, was winning Star Maker in 2017. Um, and, you know, as a result of that, you've uh, been able, you know, you got to play, you know, pretty much everywhere for a year. And, and you also got a car. Did you have to give that car back after a year or did you get to keep it? I did. Yeah. No, that was an awesome year. I thoroughly enjoyed every second of that year. Um, I've got a bubble in my throat. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately at the end of the year, I did have to give the car back to Toyota, but I was um, lucky enough to be able to continue the sponsorship um, with my local Toyota. So unfortunately because of COVID though, that has now ended. Um, but that's fine. Like I, I'm still really close with the dealership and you know, they're, they're great people to have around for maybe a possible tour and we can do something with Toyota then. But yeah, the whole Toyota Star Maker thing really did set me up. So that's for, something for that no one's there. talked about. <laughs> Artists losing cars from, from their sponsors as a result of COVID-19. <laughs> I know, oh. very unfair. <laughs> well, like, look, I, I mean, it's probably the best time have to give a car back considering yeah well I wasn't really too bummed, to drive like I one. understood I was like yeah that's fair enough like every business is struggling right now like whether it's the musicians whether it's you know the car dealerships or you know just like a little cafe down the street like everybody is feeling a pinch right now so I completely understood I was like yeah that's fine <laughs> so I've just been um I've been driving around dad's old land cruiser which is great it's huge and I have a lot of trouble parking it, as Missy would know from our other weekend. Oh. <laughs> I do have to say, though, Rach is quite a good parker. If ever we're out in public, I just have this thing with, like, parallel parking and reverse parking. I'm like, Rach, oh, yeah. <laughs> can you get in the driver's seat? Yeah. Get in the driver's you seat. You freak Rachel out, and that gives her anxiety, and then something happens. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Well, there was, this one, yeah, there was this one time in Tamworth that actually just reminded me you saying that. We went, we, um, I don't even know what night it was, but we were going to go out and get some takeaway. So Missy was like, oh, I'll drive. So it was me and my friend Danny, like in the passenger seat. Chinese, the Chinese. And we like, <laughs> yeah, we got Chinese food that night. We rocked up to the Chinese place and we're in the middle of Hill Street. Like, you know, it's like one way this way and one way that way. And we see a parking spot right outside the front of the Chinese place. And Missy's like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> So she literally got out in the middle of the road. The car was stopped. She got out in the middle of the road, ran to the path. I ran into the driver's seat and parked her car for it. It was great. I know. <laughs> good story. I know. For the I, I am a good driver most of the time, but. No, you are. You are. Thank you. Yep. That's good. <laughs> That's good. It's safe to go in a car Sorry. with uh, both of you. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Safe. We promise we won't drive off a cliff. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Rachel, you've 
you know, following uh, winning Star Maker, have put out uh, an EP and released a number of songs. And as I said before in the intro, you've become one of the most successful streaming artists in country music in Australia. Well, why do you think that's been? I mean, has this been an organic build or has the, the music has been awesome um, and, you know? Yeah, like, I think worked. I've been pretty lucky with the songs that I've released. Like... I'm not one to, you know, want to write all of my songs. Um, I have had songs by really talented songwriters and I think that's a huge, um, I think that's really important to have songs that I connect with and that I can sing that other songwriters have written because if I connect with a song, then other people are most likely going to connect with it. And I think I've just been really lucky in the fact that the songs I've released, people have connected with and that's kind of, you know, I guess been really good for good for my streaming numbers and good for mm. me as an artist. And yeah, like along with that though, like I do work really hard and I have a really great team around me to support everything that I'm doing. And yeah, I think without, without hard work, I definitely wouldn't be, um, I guess, in the position that I'm in right now. Mm, it's interesting. A lot of your songs appear on sort of uh, genreless playlist more mood based playlist so to speak um do you think that <laughs> streaming you know allows you to stretch things a bit more than perhaps in the past where radio has been a bit more i guess still is a bit more defined you know format wise yeah i i think with spotify and apple music and like all the all the streaming services it definitely opens up a lot more avenues for artists to be found. Um, I think that with the with the Spotify playlists, I'm just saying that because, you know, I listen to a lot of Spotify playlists because they're curate, curated really, really well. Um, they, I don't know, just, yeah, I don't know. I think they just give artists a lot more of an opportunity to be, you know, played by random people like you just pop up in a random playlist one day and then that uh, that person's like hey like i'm just gonna check out their other stuff awesome opportunities mm. um you've also worked with a bunch of people uh peter holes joe delahide people like that who haven't really worked in country before so is that a, is that a bit of a rebellious side coming out in you <laughs> No, I just love finding new people to work with. Trying <laughs> like, to change the think... game, change it up. <laughs> yeah. Look, as much as I'd like to try and be rebellious, I'm definitely not the rebellious type. <laughs> I'm drinking kombucha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, when it comes to collaborating, I think it's really, really awesome to try and find people that aren't in the same genre as you. Like it's awesome if I can find a great country producer or a great country artist to write with. But the most interesting songs and the the most um, surprising songs come out of sessions where the artists are from, like, different areas, like, different genres, mm -hmm. different vibes, like... I think it's just like a nice mesh to come together and everyone just, yeah. I don't know, vibes and <laughs> write something cool. Speaking of collaborations, you, you one of your biggest songs has been uh, the duet with 
Brad Cox, even if I wanted to. How, how did that come about? I mean, obviously, Brad's also a star maker. When it, did that have anything to do with it, or was it just more about the song and you thought he was right? He was the um, right fit? Kind of. So I think the way that Brad and I met was through Star Maker. Um, so when, when we had this song that we were like, we really want to do it as a duet, we want a male vocal, it kind of just seemed natural to ask Brad because I love his voice. I think he's got an awesome personality um, to kind of, you know, he's got that very like Luke Combs kind of like grunt and people are just really loving Brad right now. I think it's really, really cool um, what he's doing. And I, um, yeah, just really, really loved his work. Um, so I guess I just wanted him on the track. <laughs> Missy, uh, you came second in Star Maker, I think a year before. So, so why didn't know, you win? I didn't win. <laughs> what, what happened? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But, but I think from memory, on the day of the Star Maker final, you were like on the front page of the Sunday Telegraph in Sydney. <laughs> I was. Which is, I was. Which is like, I, I think that's like the only time I've ever seen a country artist on the cover of the Sunday Telegraph. Maybe Keith and Nicole's wedding day might have been the other time. But um, was that maybe a bad omen? You know, because that was the morning of the final and then you didn't win. It was. I think, you know, that year I was not expecting everything to have kind of, you know, um, have happened the way that it did. And I had entered Star Maker and, you know, I was happy enough to be in the top 10 and, and just to perform it you know, Tamworth Town Hall and all of that kind of stuff. And then when I made the grand final, that was like, oh, okay, like this is actually like really serious. Um, and I had, you know, a, a whole bunch of gigs booked for that Tamworth. I was, you know, running here, there, everywhere. And I had just released my independent EP called Missy. So, you know, that really took a huge toll on my voice. And then, you know, I, I made it into into the top three um Oh yeah, Toyota Star Maker. So that was crazy. And I think just by the end of the week, my voice was just really, really tired. But I gave it my all and um, yeah, I suppose we're here. And, you know, I love um, everything that Toyota Star Maker does. And I think it's a great, you know, starting point for any artist that are um, looking at starting a career in country music. It didn't, you know, uh, the, the disappointment of coming you know so close but not not quite close <laughs> enough um kind of subsided pretty quickly for you because you ended up getting a record deal with sony music so I mean, you know that was a that was a pretty good consolation prize so to speak um you got it to was. work with me for a couple of years i did get to work with you i know yes. um and i loved having you as a part of my team it was awesome and mm. you know i think it it just goes to show that um, you know, sometimes in music, and this is something that I'm learning, you know, just in life in general, sometimes we think in our head, okay, the way that you, you know, start a career is you do this, you do this, you do this, you tick all these boxes, and then you get to here. And sometimes, you know, life, you know, throws things in the way and definitely not winning Star Maker. I was like, okay, okay, so I didn't win Star Maker. So now what do I do? Um, but then, you know, the universe will throw other opportunities your way that you kind of never would have thought would have happened. So um, I was very lucky. Yeah. In, in that respect. And I suppose just um, you, the biggest lesson is to just do things your own way. 
because you mm. are the only version of you in this world. Well, it's been great to see, you know, you uh, grow in confidence and evolve as an artist. And, uh, you know, I think that really comes to the fore as, as one of the members of Southbound, which we'll talk about uh, in a sec. Uh, but you did put out uh, a solo record of your own, which uh, came in at number one on the Australian Artists Aria Country Chart. So um, how how do you go about making that, that first record? I mean, is that something you kind of had been thinking about since you were a kid? Um, did you write it in six months and then put it out? I mean, what, what was that process for that first album? Yeah, the process for me was very much, you know, I have always been like a huge fan of Taylor Swift and, and the Climonts and Keith Urban. And I think I just really wanted to make a record that kind of reflected what I loved, you know, listening to as a teenager and, you know, the songs that made my heart feel all warm and, and fuzzy. And I think it was my, my third trip to Nashville. That was when, you know, we had the album in the work so we were kind of planning and my first session I went into uh was one with Josh Kerr who ended up producing a lot of the songs on the album and the first song that we wrote was the first single um called Forget and you know we just seemed to you know hit it off um really quick and it was it kind of felt like you know the, the first song being Forget it felt like it set the tone of the whole record I guess and then I just, you know, had an idea in my head of what I wanted it to sound like. And I suppose all the kind of emotions that I had experienced, you know, from my teenage years and then kind of getting like launched into um, country music, I guess. Mm. And of course, Josh Kerr that you speak of uh, is now married to Tay from Maddie and Tay. He is. There you go. <laughs> Something exciting for the listeners Pretty didn't cool. know who Tay from Maddie and Tay uh, was actually married to. Um, yeah. During that time you put that first album out, you also went to Uganda. Now that obviously is a bit of a life-changing experience. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, going to Uganda was completely life-changing. I had never experienced anything like that before and I also didn't know what to expect because you know growing up here in Australia we are very lucky and we are very privileged so it was a huge eye-opener for me to go over there and um, you know I love being the ambassador of International Needs Australia and I'm very grateful um, that they were able to send me over there and I think it was a really great wake-up call for me just to not take to, um, not take things for granted because, you know, we have access to clean running water here. Um, we don't have to walk 10 kilometres to get water. Uh, we're lucky enough that we can, you know, walk into a park and have that access to fresh water. So it was very, um, very eye-opening experience for me. Mm. And another thing you kind of opened up t to fans about during that period of putting up putting out that album was was an, an eating disorder you've spoken about as a as a teenager and that must have been you know uh, very it's a very courageous thing to open up about what why did you decide to do that yeah I think for me I'm getting to a place where I'm feeling like I can sort of separate um, myself from 
the eating disorder, I guess it was a very, very, very challenging time. And, you know, a lot of people that have been through eating disorders or know someone who has experienced an eating disorder, uh, it, it's not just the, the physical aspect of it. It's not just, you know, that you don't want to eat. Um, deep down, there's a lot of a lot of demons, I suppose, that you have to face. And um, yeah, for me, I, I feel like it really has shaped me into the person that I am today. And I know that that sounds really cliche, but I, I think it is something that never really goes away. Um, but, you know, like the, the team at Westmead Hospital, um, you know, I was, I was diagnosed when I was 17. And, you know, the team at Westmead Hospital really helped me um, overcome that. So I applaud them for all their hard work and especially, you know, the Butterfly Foundation. Um, they do amazing things for young men and women. And I think it is really important to acknowledge that it is an only females that experience eating disorders. It's actually, you know, there are males that experience it as well. Um, so I suppose, yeah, it is, you know, important to touch upon you know as, as much as I might not want to talk about it sometimes or sing about it um it is important to touch upon those dark times because you know it is Im important for me to to kind of show my experience and not just the highlight reel if that makes sense mm. let's talk now more specifically about southbound Rachel this is you know, I guess a bit of a concept that you've kind of been the brainchild of. Um, how how has this supergroup, so to speak, come about? I guess uh, my management um, have for a while kind of had this idea in his head where they were where they were like, let's put together a bunch of girls, do a country rock group, and um, you know see what happens and originally we were supposed to be called country girls <laughs> so name has come a long way <laughs> but i remember yeah <laughs> i remember chatting about this like two years ago um and missy just seemed like the perfect you know fellow country music artist to ask you know missy and i have been friends for i think we were talking about this last night like nine years or something like that it's been a Thank long you. time <laughs> yeah so um, you know, when we, when we pulled Missy on board, she was 110% keen. And then we found Sarah and we found Andy and all of us together are just, I don't know, working really hard on making this the best possible country rock girls group that, you know, we can be, um, you know, we're writing some songs, we're working on some collaborations. We are obviously releasing music, <laughs> So, yeah, it's all kind of just happened really quickly, but loving it. Now let's talk about the other two members of, of the band, Sarah Bernardo, who is originally from Canada. Yes, Canada. she is. And, and she's a total hoot. <laughs> love it. She is a hoot. <laughs> we love it. It's good fun. I think she's in another band as well, but that's not a country band. No, it's like a it's like a rock kind of. I don't know how to explain that. The other genre, it's a bit but punk. Rock yeah, punk. I like it. I like follow them on yeah. um, follow them on Instagram and <laughs> look at all their covers oh, and their damn. originals. 
yeah, it's really cool to have, you know, people in the band that have other things that they're working on as well. It just keeps it really interesting. Lots mm. of flavours. And I guess that goes back to what you were talking about before, about having people, you know, collaborate from different perspectives. Um, yeah, totally. Which led something unique to the band. And Andrea, um, now she was, who, who plays lead guitar, she was born in Vienna to Slovakian parents. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's what it says in the bio. I'm just wondering how... I was like, that explains her good looks. <laughs> How, how does someone born in Vienna to Slovakian parents end up in a country band in Australia? <laughs> Look, I don't know, but we're glad she's here. <laughs> she, is, she is fantastic. She's a very, very good guitar player. She's amazing. Mm. Um, and I guess when, um, you know, you see a Southbound show, and I was uh, lucky enough to see your very first show at the Tamworth country music festival um i I guess um it's a it's a it's a lot of fun it i guess as solo artists you're probably pouring your heart out a bit more than than you are you know as members of southbound where you're you're rocking out a bit more yeah yeah sorry you can take this one miss (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think um you know we really wanted to do something that just sort of took the energy to the stage and, you know, having all girls, um, you know, we love the all, all female concept. And, you know, I've always loved just kind of going up on stage and just rocking out and having a good time. Um, and I think, you know, with our solo careers, there are, um, you know, there are places for, you know, those heartfelt and, and deep kind of emotional kind of songs. And then, um, you know, Southbound is just a lot of fun for us. And, you know, for Rach and myself and, and the other girls, like we just love rocking out on stage and hanging out and having a good time. Mm. And, and when you see a Southbound show, um, Missy, you'll do some of your songs that are, I guess, mm-hmm. a good fit for a Southbound show. Rachel, the same, will do a couple of yours. And yeah. then, then obviously you've written and recorded some Southbound songs themselves. Um so far, uh, a familiar theme with the first and second single, i.e. drinking. Yeah. Is that <laughs> theme so set to like, continue? Yeah. So many people are bringing that up and it's just like, well, what song doesn't mention a drink? Like, we are just trying to own that with, you know, just, I don't know. We are, we, are, we, are we right at this moment, Rachel? <laughs> I think yeah. I'm taking one for the team here. I think uh, so. I Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm kind of pussying out tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, you know, we love you know going out and ha- and having a great time. So and you know we're we're not afraid to to show that as well. Mm. Um, it must be very frustrating having done one show, and I know you then went and uh, played in New York. Um. Uh, after after the Tamworth Festival, but you've been, you know, you were uh, on the groundwater lineup, which has now been postponed. We d- we don't know if or when that festival will be on this year. Uh, I think you're in the lineup for the VDM Festival up in uh, North Queensland later in the year, but you know, who knows? Who knows whether that'll take place? Um, 
it must be obviously very frustrating that you can't go out and play after doing all those rehearsals. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, like, I can, I think, speak for all of us. We were all very bummed <laughs> about the news, about most of the festivals being cancelled, even the ones that we weren't on. Um, and, you know, we had some really cool support spots. Like, we had one for Shannon Ulm, and he's a legend. So, like, we were so excited for that one. But, you know, there's so many people that are disappointed about things that have been cancelled. So, it, we can't we can't dwell on that like hopefully when this is all over the festivals will pick back up again and we'll get spots again but it is a bit disheartening to just start this really awesome project that we're all really having a lot of fun with and we seem to mm. you know people seem to be loving it as well and then we start to do do a bit well and then it just like all goes away and it's yeah a little bit yeah a little bit frustrating but what do you do but at least no one has left the band now uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably would have heard last week that uh, Hannah from Runaway June uh, left the band. Uh, yeah, uh, she did. I, I saw that As a result too. of uh, realising that uh, she wanted to uh, spend more time with her family in LA. And Natalie Stovall is the new member of uh, Runaway is June. She? Yes. Oh, interesting. So they, will, they will continue with a new member. Uh, they're going very, very yeah. well. So that was quite a shock, I think, to a lot of people. But it seems to have been the yeah. most amicable yeah. parting I've ever seen. Yeah. Lots of love. No, 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 uh, you know, often with these things, it all sound very nice. And a couple of days later, there'll be some scandalous story about what really happened. Well, it appears like there's no scandalous Ray, Ray story Ray and at I punching on out the front of Moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. We wouldn't do Well, who knows what will happen in the future. <laughs> Tamworth scandals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> you know, speaking of the future, obviously you've still both got solo careers. I guess you've, you're kind of planning this so that you can kind of coexist doing both without too many issues. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, our solo careers are, are definitely, you know, number one for us and, and Southbound is um, a side project, but we are absolutely loving, you know, working um, as a group and as well. I think it just brings something really different to the industry as well uh, because there are no other um, all-female girl groups, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, it's also given us, you know, another platform, I guess, to launch our original music off. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I've completely <laughs> forgotten what I was going to say. So I'll move on. Um, <laughs> I'll forgive you. <laughs> Drink, the new single, which is out now, uh, was released last Friday. Um, how did that song come about? Missy, I, I think you wrote or co-wrote this one? Yeah, so it was actually the day I wrote the song. It was one of my first days um, in Nashville last May when I arrived. And I was just having one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. And I remember the bank had like locked me out of my like card account. And I had given <laughs> the, the, the cash that I had to the lady that I was staying with. So I didn't have any cash. 
And it was just a really stressful time. So I was calling my dad at, at home going, dad, I need your car details because I've got three riding sessions today and I can't get anywhere. And um, I remember getting to this session and my brain was just absolutely fried. And it was really great to, you know, to be working with um, David Mescon and Bruce Wallace, who I've written with uh, previously and, and Rach has as well on our solo stuff. And you know, when I got into the session, I was like, guys, I've just had the worst day. This has happened. This has happened. And they were like, oh, let's just order a pizza and just like have some beers and then we'll just see whatever, you know, comes out. So <laughs> having a couple of drinks in the studio and pizza and um, yeah, we just sort of started singing like, had a couple of beers one time, fixed a couple of tears one night. And then it just kind of rolled into this whole thing and we're all in the studio going, I said, hey, hey. Um, and I'd have to say it was probably like the quickest song, yeah, that I've ever written. And we had an absolute ball writing it. And it just felt right for Southbound, yeah, to release it. Mm. Have you got other songs? We loved it. Yeah, have you got other <laughs> yeah. songs uh, locked away uh, for future releases as yet? Yeah. Yes, we do. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I'm nodding my head, but then I'm like, you can't see me. <laughs> well, we can. Um, right there. Yes. <laughs> right yeah, there. definitely you some more songs in the works. You mustn't be on uh, Gridview, uh, Rachel. You must be on the other one. Now, I want to ask you both this question. It's something I ask everyone uh when they do the podcast, uh, maybe we'll go with you, Rachel, first. If you had one piece of advice to give an up-and-coming young artist, what would that be? Um, I always like to say that you need to, like as an up-and-coming artist, I wish someone would have told me this, you kind of need to know like, I don't know how to word this properly. You need to kind of know how to do everything yourself. Like, be as independent and smart as possible. Because when it comes down to it, the only person that's really going to push you as hard as you need to be pushed is yourself. Um, so, I don't know. I always like to kind of push that one. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Missy? Yeah, I think for me, you know, the most important advice I would give is to just really believe in what you're doing. You have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in your projects, I guess. And everyone will have an opinion. And sometimes people won't like your music and people won't like how you perform. And sometimes, you know, um, like people will have conflicting opinions. Someone will tell you one thing and then another person will tell you another thing. But at the end of the day, you just have to really go within and, and go with what feels right deep down because you're the one that has to get up on stage and perform and you're the one that has to um sell it I guess and if you don't believe in yourself then who else is going to believe in you do you get a thicker skin as time goes on you know because everyone uh -huh. has got an opinion people like me have an opinion you know yeah. and, you know it's their job to <laughs> times tell yeah. tell artists you know um, but I you know, also, you know, see, have seen the other side of that too, where, you know, it can, doesn't feel very nice. Some, I mean, with, with anyone that does anything, when someone says, oh, maybe, maybe if you did it that way, you'd do it better. Not particularly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and I, I think you know being like a, a young female is really hard um you know just in like today's society especially being in the music industry and you know I I find even myself that I really have to try and and separate myself from that and go okay I know that that's not a, a personal attack on me as a person it has nothing to do with that and everyone is definitely entitled to their own opinion and you know sometimes you just have to take a step back and go okay that's that's fine that's their opinion and try and take it on board um as well as you can without you know getting super caught up in the emotional side of it which is you know obviously easier said than done very wise words indeed missy rachel missy thank you so much for being on the uh, tone country cast today good luck with the new single drink i have a feeling it's going to be a big hit for you guys it's a banger Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Tone Country Cast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you get all the new episodes as soon as they go live. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you love the show, please remember to give it a five-star rating and even a review. I'm Tim Holland and I look forward to your company next time on the next episode of the Tone Country Cast. <laughs>